All right, wherever you are in the cosmos, we are live back this week to talk video games, focusing on the Halo series. Uh, and here joining me is Keith. What's up, man? Hey. Oh, very loud today. And Matt. <laughs> hey, Dan, what's up? Hey, not too much, guys. So, um, yeah, like in, I think for anyone that was gaming around the early 2000s, you know, just a lot of us had, you know, PS2, GameCube, things like that. Um, something kind of came on the scene like just the microsoft started making consoles i people didn't know if it would you know succeed or fail um until you see until we saw like halo played for the first time i think to me that was the moment that i kind of thought oh my god they're like a real serious kind of player like did you guys play any xbox games before halo or i <clears throat> at that time i had uh, subscriptions to a couple like gaming magazines. Yeah, and I think they were first showing some screenshots of like a cinematic slash gameplay trailer. They were showing of an early Halo build from, I don't know if it was E3. I know game conferences were a lot bigger back then, like E3 2000 or something. E yeah, like and or Halo, although it looked a little different from like the trailer to the the final build of the game. I mean, it was. Very epic, very appealing to, you know, 10, 12-year-old me. And mm -hmm. and it was like, okay, th this is definitely something I'm interested in. And that was, like, the first great console war that I remember was, you know, Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft aiming to take the throne. Yeah, all huge players that had something different to offer, you know. PS2 had DVDs, so... <laughs> and PS2 but, had been out for a while already. Yeah, PS2, but, and then I think it was PS2, GameCube, and then Xbox. Yeah. But what about you, Matt? Had you... Were you just, like, kind of thrown into Halo, or did you... Had you heard of the Xbox before then? Well, what, was Halo a pack-in game with the Xbox? Was no. it a launch title? No, so it was... I think it was a launch was, title. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it was... If not, like, day one, it was very early, but I do believe it was a launch title. Um, and... It was just kind of hand in hand with Xbox, and then it was like hand in hand with Xbox Live. Okay, yeah, it was like presumably Microsoft's like flagship title. They the were killer like, app. This, this is what you do with your Xbox: is you play Halo, and hopefully have big enough hands for yeah. the Duke controller. <laughs> the Duke. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, th that was my first experience with it um, because one of my friends got it for Christmas: the Xbox and Halo. And I had probably seen it in magazines or something, but all the other games that it was advertised with were just like, you know, not bad, but platformer, racing game, stuff that I already had on my PS2. Yeah. But this was like the first time that I really had my hands on a first person shooter. Mm -hmm. And so that's what made it a big deal. Yeah, because as other than that, what did you have? You had a PS1, correct? A PS1 and maybe then, a PS2 at that yeah, time. Yeah, and it's like there were probably that same Christmas. Yeah, oh, that's a hell of a yeah, that's a hell of a year then. Yeah, but like as far as first-person shooters, they definitely existed on the PS1 and PS2. But like we never played SOCOM. You know, we never played. I what was it? Um, not was it Killzone or was that the PS3? Well, and that or? game came out much later. I think like thinking back to that time. Your best comparison for like other shooters on console might have been rare games for N64. Goldeneye. Time Splitters. Potentially Time Splitters, although I know Time Splitters was never quite 
as like qu- never quite reached the same it level was, of popularity yeah. as Rare's other games. And it was like time splitters, and then like for maybe people a few years older than us, because we're all twenty six seven here. So it's like for people a few years older than us, I think like Quake. The Quake series was big, and then, like, Doom, and some of those had console ports. Sure, but, sure. But as far as, like, hardcore console games, I think the only other one that came to mind was Goldeneye. Yeah. That yeah. I had seen, personally. And, and I had seen Doom before, and I would played Goldeneye, like, once, but a lot of the technology wasn't really polished for consoles yet, and a lot of the <laughs> multiplayer features that we expect today... I feel like weren't fully supported until Halo CE. Yeah, I, I agree, especially since, like, even when you had an online experience of a console like the Dreamcast, like, I can't think of a killer shooter for that system. And even if there were, it just, it was it was almost too niche and too ahead of its time. So I think the Xbox came at, like, a perfect time, whereas, like, with PS2, they were more focused on, like, Final Fantasy XI or the GameCube where they're focused on, like, Fantasy Star Online and that's it. For online gaming, at least. Um, to be to be frank, like, Halo did not have online. There was System Link. There was, you know, split-screen multiplayer, all of which was amazing. Mm-hmm. But Halo 1 came out and it was essentially more popular for, like, LAN parties. Right. And for, you know, j- across the room, you know, putting four people on a TV versus four people on another TV, things like that. Yeah. Now, didn't they add online to... No. They didn't never point it, did the The community, the fan community, came up with this system called Xbox Connect. And I'm sure there might have been rival systems, but it essentially... used the system link feature to connect to your computer and then from there it would bridge you to another user's like system link feature so it essentially like tricked halo into thinking it was was on system link oh like what we do today with diablo 2 yeah and xbox connect still exists today to my knowledge so I, i it's been years since i've had the desire to look it up but i'm i would not be surprised if it does i i have uh, at least one YouTube channel that I follow that still posts like really high quality <clears throat> Halo One match footage. Mm. Like these players are playing today. Yeah, this uh, is a, it's a hard. And they scene. are it. And on that same note, they're gods among men. They, they they're doing <laughs> things in the game that I have no understanding of. It's it's glitches and exploits that like it. Obviously, the game has been out for years now. So it's it's kind of like poss- watching it's like watching like a, a, a Counter Strike match. Yeah. Now it's, it's just like the guy like just flies out of the spawn point, knifes a guy, right. and just like gets you know right every possible like facet of movement, shoot you know aiming anything that they could improve upon, they've done it, and I I'm sure that there are still things they can find, but I would stand no chance against no like, Halo One players that are playing the game today and we were all pretty good especially halo 2 i think that in our group um because a big thing with like halo like you said keith is the landing of it especially Mm -hmm. with halo 2 where it's like i still have the crt right behind me that i would bring to you guys' houses yeah um and it's like what is it 16 players max and you could have four consoles linked or was it eight consoles linked or i think it might have been eight I think yeah. you could do two on two on each TV. There, yeah, that I don't. I don't right. remember the full number there, but yeah, Halo. Yeah, Halo just brought 
and and because at least at that time it was Xbox ex- exclusive, it was not on PC or anything, which kind of felt like at the time if you were getting a first person shooter on a console, it you were getting a port, you were getting some sort of PC port. Whereas this was special. This was special. It was unique. It felt like Xbox. You know, it, it felt like that was one brand. Xbox and Halo felt like the same thing. And they gave such a shit about it because it was, like, do or die mm-hmm. for them in the console space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, there, there was a bunch of things that they had to come up with in order to give uh, players that console-first experience. Uh, like, some hardcore gamers pc gamers might disagree with this or not like this but one of the things that halo did really well was adding slight auto aim and aim magnetism so that way you could have really precise feeling tight movement with the joysticks which are traditionally not very accurate not very easy to aim with I mean, again, just think back to Golden Eye. It's it's not easy. Yep. Even eight, trying to aim down for the one guy who picked odd job, and like just <laughs> and your and your jaws, of course, and you have to like aim way down. I didn't. I guess I never thought of that. Like, is that kind of standard on Halo? Is a, a little bit of auto aim on pretty yes. much all console shooters? That is standard now. Really, to, to some degree, there will be aim magnetism and auto aim. Just because, I guess, yeah. Otherwise, because you can't. Like, look at, like, uh, a lot of us play, like, Half-Life 2, you know, with the keyboard and mouse mm-hmm. and stuff. You can't duplicate that on the Orange Box version <laughs> on the 360, I don't think. Yeah, Orange without... Box TF2 is incredibly hard to play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the the aim magnetism was really unique, and you can, I mean, you can boot up an Xbox with Halo in it right now. The effect of it in-game is, like, if you were to drag your reticule, reticule, I can't reticle? pronounce that. Reticle. Reticle from left to right and let's say there was an enemy somewhere in the center of that uh as you cross the enemy with your reticle you will feel like a drag on the reticle it will move much slower and it 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 feels like magnetism like matt said it's it's that effect of not necessarily aiming for you, but giving you kind of a, a little bit of an edge, an, an extra it's a push. gentle lock on. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and but you know, I think that is kind of like what you guys have said. Like you, it lent itself to playing this shooter that was so tight with controls, had like a good story, like for a shooter, like an actual campaign, and then like you felt like you were in like a tight control scheme and you felt like yeah. you could hit the guys and if you're missing the covenant you know if they're when those doors open let them have it like if you didn't let them have it it was probably your fault yeah. like you were you were swinging around or yeah. whatever uh unwieldy uh needlers yeah um but as far as first experiences with halo for me um i was over at our mutual friend ty's house who's been on the show many times um and we're like playing the gamecube like i brought my gamecube over and that's i got like mario sunshine and smash bros and like that was my speed for gaming i was like this is this is exactly it i don't i didn't i didn't own a shooter i hadn't played a shooter really and in the other room his older brother was playing on this small tv like on the floor and i just heard like 
you know, like gunfire and just like, holy shit, it's the damned covenant. <laughs> and like all this stuff and like, like the warthogs running. I'm like, what in the hell? Like I'm maybe nine years old, like eight, eight years old. Yeah, yeah. this is an M yeah. game. Yeah, this is big. And like they, they had a curtain in between the living room and the other part. Just, I think just for like sound blocking, but also because they played this, these heavy games. Yeah. And I go in there and I just see it's like that beach level from Halo One where silent cartographer. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. is that the one where you're like driving along and then you go down into the map into, room? Yep. I love that level. Yeah, it's a great level. And like, just I just remember seeing these cutting edge, clean ass graphics. Like I had seen Ty's N64, and then like the GameCube looked amazing, but just like seeing this style of game, um, it was like you know D-Day type shit with aliens. It blew me away. And I just remember like going back in the other room and being like, I have to get an Xbox. Like it, it, it was that type of game. And I think it was for a lot of either our generation or just our friend group at least. Like this isn't just some mindless call of duty. This is like something cool, kind of sci-fi. Yeah, so. Halo was, it was great. It was cinematic. It was, you know, it, it meant so much too that they invested time in the single player mode because I feel like anymore nowadays, there's hardly any emphasis, at least in shooters, on the single player mode. I yeah. know there's exceptions. I've heard great things about like the Titanfall series, but it just seems like always online though. So there's just Bullshit. a lot of emphasis on multiplayer, which is totally understandable, but can be frustrating. Like for us as an audience, we're you know o- older gamers, gamers that are not looking to invest hours after you know hour after hour every week into this game that they're probably never going to be great at anyways you know i'd i'd rather invest my time in a game that rewards me for like playing on my own and playing through the story and halo not only did that so well it also kicked the ass of every other multiplayer game yeah you holy know. shit yeah yeah just like the lands and everything connected um it was it was a whole different experience. Yeah. I had never connected two systems before. I don't even know. I'm sure that other consoles I'd have love done to, it. I'd but. love to know the percent of Xboxes bought that didn't also like the that the owner did not also purchase Halo. I bet it's the attack very rate slim. is probably nuts. Yeah, easily the best selling games. Yep. Halo One and Two. Uh, but you're talking about LAN connection and how many other consoles at the time did that? Remember, we had to get the. Uh, modem for the uh gamecube oh yeah yes that was yeah. not yeah. a default setting you yeah. had to you had to uh, buy an attachment and, and it was a total pain to set up yep and it worked with very few games yep. in that console's library it was a different kind of like no priority no yep. priority like i as adults like my goal for the past few years on and off was to get because one of the four United States games, I believe, that supports broadband adapter, or it might even be four or five between all regions, um, one of them was Mario Kart Double Dash. Yes. So I tried to get yeah. two broadband adapters, like Matt was saying, very big pain in the ass, like 40 bucks on average, you know, now. And then you had to get two copies of the game, you had to connect them, and like it was like a very gimped. It was mode. a very stripped down version yeah. of Double Dash. Just sad. Uh, and like just all <laughs> that work and like years of trying to find this stuff for nothing yeah. versus like at the time, if not earlier, all of us on our CRTs 
just land 10, 12 yeah. year olds just you plug right in and it works and you had a fucking blast so the should, do you want to should we do the like premise of halo what is halo yeah what, I, what are you halo yeah i guess for anyone that hasn't played this series um it's in the future does anybody know the year it's like 25 2600 maybe 2525 yeah yeah <laughs> not well, too distant future <laughs> <laughs> if man is still alive no like it's so it's it's way out there it's several hundred years in the future at least um earth has you know been invaded by aliens and known as the Covenant. So you are one of these elite super soldiers named John? John 117? Yeah, John yeah. 117. Yeah, and um, John 666, and you're, and you're just this kind of military machine. You're a human, um, and throughout the series, you kind of learn what he went through in experiments and stuff, and you're just kind of one of humanity's last lines of defense against this Covenant. So you're trying to, you know, halt them from destroying the earth pretty much like is there so any in the in, like the, in the first game in the first game they haven't touched earth yet no. i don't think no uh but the covenant are like a collection of alien races of all different kinds and the covenant have discovered this giant ring in space halo halo and halo top <laughs> it's a ring with that's basically a planet on the inner surface right. of the ring it's got you know trees and you know rocks and, and all that was stuff. done by the forerunners correct? yeah the forerunner is an ancient race which are you you learn about as the series go on but they're basically long dead and they constructed this halo this ring world basically as a super weapon to help eliminate their enemies which you find out you later. do yeah you experience throughout all the games really yeah 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 so your your mission as this buff space marine is to stop the covenant from activating the halo weapon so yeah so they stumble they're trying to stumble upon the halo ring aren't they led by some religious kind of fanatic yeah, that's more in the Two. second game that they explain that that one of the alien races of the Covenant are religious zealots yeah. who believe that the ring world is a tool to get into the afterlife or it's to, like, yeah, something like that. It, it's this like this reset button. It's it's gonna purge Cleansing. all life in the galaxy yes, yes. and yeah. Um It's fucking ridiculous. Which I mean don't just take it from us. If you have not had a chance to play through the Halo games, I think we had briefly mentioned this before the podcast, but the Master Chief Collection mm. is something that's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, if you don't have an original Xbox or a 360, like a means to play it, um, some of these games, I believe, are backwards compatible on the Xbox One, but the Master Chief Collection is, uh, for lack of a better word, a masterful um, kind of gathering of Halo 1 through 4 and then um, Halo Reach and Halo ODST, even though ODST is kind of a you know festering turd. I but loved ODST. Did you really? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Ah, it was so dark. Like, not thematically, but just dark. The city uh, is yeah, it's it's hard visually... Uh, dull. Visually blurry. <laughs> like music, it, it does. <laughs> it, we should... Yeah, it should, it should be on record. The music, the composition to Halo... The whole series is fantastic. Oh, oh yeah. Shout-outs to Mario O'Donnell, yep. I believe. Yes, I, th I think so. Uh, just a great score. Every game feels 
it, whether or not you enjoy the gameplay, it's hard not to appreciate like what you're hearing in the background. It is an epic score, yeah. and it's it's almost like even though they're totally different games, it's almost to me like the same type of like grand scale as like a Skyrim, like where yes. you're like like yeah. oh, you know, like guys like chanting yeah, and like all this of... stuff, and there's just like all these big instruments and orchestrations for yeah. Halo, and it's kind of nice to hear it done in like a western style and not for some big jrpg like this was just like a big yeah. sci-fi epic yeah i still remember like of, of course halo one has a very like orchestral and and choral mm-hmm. i hope i'm saying that right yeah, yeah, Qu- yeah like choirs and orchestras halo 2 i very vividly remember the like intro music with like a just beautiful grinding like bassy sound yeah they brought in the guitars oh man they it's like they took everything i loved and made it rock yeah halo 2 halo 2 did such a good job of like building on halo 1 and just telling like letting you know like yep we did it better this time. Yeah, we got it online now, motherfucker. Yeah. I'm Bill Gates. Yeah. Didn't they straight up use like a Breaking Benjamin song like in one of the ending levels of Halo 2 or like in the what? credits or something? <laughs> Breaking <laughs> Benjamin. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. I have no idea. That's great. I didn't know. That's I believe it. I, I, yeah, yeah, I'm willing it, to believe. It's canon. I believe it now. Yeah, they, they went a little edgy with the, the guitars and the rock yeah. and roll there. That's great. But, but overall, just great soundtrack. Yeah. So... Halo One, great, it's, great game. It's it was great, and I think it laid the foundation. I looking back, uh, I guess you know, no online. Um, I don't think the multiplayer experience was as refined compared yeah. to Halo Two, and I don't think that's Halo One's fault. It's just like you said, they fucking built for Halo Two. Like Halo Two was bigger and better in every way, except I thought the ending of the story was a little weak. Um, because you're just fighting the one dude, the... Grave mines? Spoilers. Yeah, I'd, I'd be willing to hear uh, the, people out if they said, like, oh, I prefer the story of Halo 1. But if someone said, I prefer the multiplayer to Halo... Or I, Halo I prefer the multiplayer 1. of Halo 1, I can appreciate that if you have, like, a small... It's probably nostalgia. Like, avid group of, like I said, those guys that are still <clears> playing <throat> to this day. It's like, yeah, they're very diehard about <clears> it. <throat> but it, it's like a broad understanding halo 2 like literally shook the the console world yes apart it it completely enveloped like all online gaming for that i would say generation of video games even into the next generation into the 360 people were still playing it on you know on xbox 360 for they i think they shut down halo 2's like online service what was it like two four years ago or yeah, five years ago? years ago not long ago it, w- it might have been like 11 or 12 yeah um and and even like just the outcry there was i forget what it was um but there was when they shut down the original xbox live yeah. on the original xbox system there was one guy who stayed logged in yeah. to a halo 2 match for months uh, <laughs> and, and like and they for some i don't know what it was but they're like we can't flip it 
Like it's like <laughs> it's like when it's like we can't shut it down until everybody's off because who would stay on that? Just long? one guy as like a brown and pink elite. Just, yeah, he's, and he's just, just like, chained yeah, to the rock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never tear this tree down, and like he's just there. And then finally, like I don't know if his power went out or like something <laughs> happened, and then it's like Bill Gates is like, yeah, we're fucking done with Xbox Live. Like <laughs> buy a 360, bitch. Um, but. It was it, Halo 2, like, just to this day, like, to put it into perspective for people that haven't played it, to this day, like, as our group of friends is, like, we're all getting older, we have less time to game, especially together, but when we want to plan a big event for a near future or whatever, one of the options is always halo 2 land yep like even a few years back we had a halo 2 land you know we have three or four xboxes a few tvs and it's just like it's just it still holds up yeah i mean i'll fucking fight there to is, the death on lockout to this day i'm getting the damn sword though there is uh, there, there there is likely a bachelor party coming up that will likely be halo 2, halo like, 2 that, that's that's what's gonna happen i've been stockpiling tvs just yeah. in just I <laughs> how many know. copies how many copies of halo 2 do we have so that's a weird thing in our group um because our group of friends is like seven to nine people um and it's just like our, our core group and somehow between just like matt and i like two or and like two or three of us i easily have, easily yeah. i think i have four copies i, of I have two. found like i i just happened to come across like a cd holder like a mm-hmm. you know one of the little like what would you call them it's like a flip book of your cds you know and i was looking through it and it was like oh these old dvds like uh adam sandler movie uh uh, Britney Spears CD. Halo 2. Why is this in here? Why? <laughs> How is there? It's there. I haven't owned an Xbox in years. Yeah, I, I never bought more than one copy, which I want to tell that story in a second. But uh, the somehow I have like three or four copies. And then Matt, don't you have two or three copies of Halo 2? I, I have two copies and then also two copies of the map pack. I, I you know... I kind of, I want to, I want to like borrow that because I want to reinstall my maps. Because like back in the day, what you could do is you could mod like the 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 code or whatever via another game, right? Mech Assault. Yeah. So so that's a whole another thing. I forgot about that. I have a couple copies downloaded onto my Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you you had to get like Mech Assault or Splinter Cell. And embedded within those games was a copy of Linux. <laughs> so if you connected your Xbox to your computer, you could use the game to install Linux on your Xbox. How wild is that? <laughs> it was crazy. That's, that's, nuts. that's beautiful. That's wild. But then you could use that to copy games onto your systems, right. like hard drive, and then run it directly from the hard drive. And I never really did that. But one thing I remember is we somehow modded the expansion map levels so it's like you know 100 bullets a second and like super speed and high jump and all this stuff Dude, I, but the problem yeah. is i can't turn that off <laughs> so on those levels it's just we'll, like we'll go to sanctuary and somebody picks an elite and they're just invincible yeah you die before you respawn yeah like, beep doop, beep Beep, and then you just die again. Yeah, it's, before you it's, even see the light of day. Also, before the character just that light. <gasps> <laughs> the red, and then you hear lost the lead, tied the leader, gained the lead, kill streak, kill tacular, bomb planted. <laughs> um, Kiss no, me. I, I think Halo Two was like for for obviously different reasons than Halo One, but Halo Two has like this 
really big spot in my heart for how deep the like uh, both intentional mechanisms mechanics you know of the gameplay and unintentional mechanisms and mechanics of the gameplay worked and operated together and they had this obvious like you know more catered feel to it for the competitive scene um in that you know they introduced much more settings than were available in halo one you could toggle you know weapons on and off you could toggle like all different settings which which helped tremendously for people that were hoping to like run tournaments it would ultimately lead to uh the like even broader competitive side developing leagues i know mlg was like the biggest one but there were game battles there you know which was a an affiliate of mlg it was like their online ladder site people could build teams there was clan systems in the oh, game yeah. within the game there, there you was could so make a much clan. yeah there was so much to the multiplayer side of that game and i think like even looking at Xbox Live for 360, a lot of that seemed to almost model itself after the Halo 2 online experience. Yep. Yeah, whereas like just the 360 and Xbox One players, it's like just hearing about like, oh, I'm in like a Call of Duty clan or I do all these things and it's like I play for this team. Like I don't think it was you, Keith, who said maybe before the show started that Halo 2 was one of the first if not the first kind of big explosions of uh, like competitive oh, scene yeah. gaming, um, especially on a console space. Yes. Because, I mean, uh, Halo 1 didn't even come to the computer until a few years later, and I don't know if Halo 2, even if it did come to PC, it was never a PC game. Yeah, it it so, did come yeah. eventually. It did, yeah. okay. Yeah. But it was still, I, I've never owned it on PC for anything other than a downloaded novelty. Like, right. to me, right. it's like, it's all about the land, yeah. You know, so even because even um even like you could do like separate console campaign play, couldn't you? For Halo Two co-op campaign, co-op campaign across the system. Link? That's a good question. I, I don't think, actually remember. I think you could system link it. I think yeah. I think you I could. Think, I think we did. And just trying to grind through that story on Legendary and just going back checkpoint after checkpoint. Yep. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> did you guys? Now, as far as, like, the Halo 2 scene, did you do any of the, like, clans? Or I was I, in a clan. I almost, I, almost <laughs> yeah. called, I almost said cults, I swear to God. Did you guys join it's any It's kind of culty. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was not, like, I, I loved uh, being a spectator of Halo 2 and, like, the professional scene, yeah. all of that. I was never heavily involved in, like, Halo 2 competitive anything competitive myself i would i loved like playing online with you guys and coming yeah. over to your house to like hey let me jump in as player two and we'll like go online go through a campaign but by the time or, i had yeah. gotten an xbox which i never owned an xbox i had an xbox 360 you didn't get an original xbox. i never had an original xbox okay so yep. did, but did you get it for halo 3 then? I, I certainly mm. got it for halo 3 um, which it evolved into, you know, I, I really did appreciate Xbox 360 as like a, a, as a whole. It had a lot of good games on it, but I definitely got it for Halo 3. Um, and I did go back after getting a 360 and play some Halo 2 online. But like by that time, Halo 3 was out and it was certainly different. Not not bad, just it, you know, it wasn't as flooded as it had been when Halo 2 was in its prime. Flooded. Just a different experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> intentional there's an enemy called yeah. the flood so anyway spoilers uh but yeah i <clears throat> i don't know with halo uh 
I lost my train of thought. With Halo Three, it was kind of like a like the biggest thing I think of that of that year, like 2007. Like the guy on E3 stage, he like showed off this tattoo yeah. for Halo Three, <laughs> and like that was nuts. Like I I bought an Xbox for Halo Two and One, and then I bought a 360 for Halo Three. Yeah. And I think I mentioned this on the first episode, but I'll never forget that first scene in the jungle where you see Chief and like. Or uh, like like Sarge and his team are looking for Chief, and like they crack open the thing, and you see him in there, and you see like the smoke rolling off a Chief's cigar yep. or a, a Sarge's cigar. I was like, this is the best graphics we're ever gonna get. <laughs> I was like, this is <laughs> this fucking... is real life. Yeah, I was just like, like I started to sweat. I was like, who am I? Like, <laughs> like just I, the that first jungle level was very frustrating and difficult, but like just seeing the graphics. That's one of the first times I've seen a new system and been like. What a jump, you yeah, know, for yeah. me. As far I have as to ask, this is something that I've only recently thought about because we were like, I knew that this podcast was coming up. Halo 3 co-op, you start off as obviously the chief if you're player one and the arbiter if you're player two. Yes. Who are player three and player four? Who are those? Th- they're elites, right? They're like more elites. There's are, not, I don't remember. You can't, are you, you can't do four player, can you? Co-op? I don't. I thought you hmm. could. Halo Three was four player co op. I thought. I can't. And I thought it was like more <laughs> elites. Like you're just another. We're gonna do judges ruling here. All right. I, I mean, in Halo Two, it's just two Master Chiefs running around. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Who I, is no, that you, you guy? Could, you couldn't do. It wasn't our. Oh, in the story. Yeah, because in the it, Arbiter <clears throat> levels, it would just be two Arbiters. In the Master Chief That's levels, right. it would be who two Master Chiefs. Who are these people? You know. <laughs> yeah. I, Madness. I, side note. Um, while I'm looking that up, I do think that Halo Two. For many reasons, improved upon Halo One, like we discussed. But like dual wielding needlers, I will say, is still one of the best experiences. Um, but just playing those levels as the Arbiter, there's one where you're like, you start out outside on this like, like landing pad or something, and then you go down in. I don't know what that you're level's called. Infiltrating a heretic. God, compound. those like yeah. floating cities. Yeah, yeah, that's <clears throat> beautiful. And like you're going down, and you have this sword, and I think the flutter down there or something, and you're just like. It was nuts. The most frustrating part of those levels for me was actually the Banshee. Because I would, like, forget. Like, I would do something and just, like, out of habit, press X. And I would just fall. You know, just, like, die instantly. So that's that brings up something we haven't touched on in the series. Is that I think for console games, not only did Halo really innovate how the shooting controls work. I think they have one of the best most satisfying driving and vehicle oh, vehicles yeah vehicle experiences of any other console shooter if it's like a forza or something of course it's going to feel more tight and better yeah but for a game that does both i think every game in the series has great vehicle oh controls. yeah i agree absolutely like just the fact that like Driving the ghost is so good to this day, especially in two and three, or the warthog Dude, with your friend. The like, um, the <clears throat> Halo three. What's like the tiny warthog? The like quad mongoose. Oh, the mongoose was the, the best. The, the four wheeler. The first time, the first time your buddy got on with like a sniper <gasps> Ooh, yeah. on the mongoose. If you ever were like driving a mongoose and your buddy got like a, a no scope, because you couldn't scope if you were. If you were using your sniper, Going so the, so yeah. If you like, especially the the dream scenario is like you you go off a 
uh, what were they called? Like the launch pad, you know, the, oh, the gravity, yeah, lift. the gravity lift, you go off on the, on the gravity lift on your mongoose and like either if you're sniping or if your buddy is riding, whatever, but whoever's on the back gets like a no scope across the map. You're just like, game's over, man. Quit. Like other team <laughs> should just quit out. Why don't you guys bail? They all leave the server. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's another thing that I think Halo does really well compared to other shooters, compared to other console shooters is that the the physics engine allows you to do a lot of really creative things yeah. you know bouncing your grenades off walls or your jump height so you can you know do a 360 to shoot somebody uh all the vehicles you can get up to high speed and then jump out and shoot somebody mm -hmm. there's a lot of creativity that comes from how it's not grounded in reality like call of duty is yeah or there's like a whole scene of figuring out creative ways to jump up to the top of a tower without using the stairs or you know just using alternate routes that the developer didn't intend grenade jumping rocket jumping Created I think you per the you, shields you personally could probably speak on that for quite some time just yeah, the, the, yeah. The, Matt's the from, pro. Yeah, on that. from memory, Matt <clears throat> invested a lot of hours into not only like gl you know glitching and jumping using like exploits of the physics engine, but also just using like normal you know humdrum like jumping just and crouch yeah, jump. just yep. how far can you get without really doing anything special? And it's it still is a testament to like even now like even if we're still wanting to do the multiplayer aspect every now and then it just like evolves. Yeah, it just <laughs> something goes crazy and it's like we're all like standing on each other's shoulders trying to get on top of this like big cement structure <laughs> yep. and it's like why we're doing that for an hour. That's what the last land evolved into or like Matt will be over and I'll be like you want to like jump around in Zanzibar real quick and it's just like Okay, first first off, favorite Halo 2 level. I think mine is a tie between Zanzibar and Lockout. Lockout's the classic. It's it's hard yeah. not to love that. Yeah. For glitching, <laughs> I like Headlong because it's so like vertically big mm, that okay. there's a lot of places to explore when you get out of bounds. Especially more than like Ascension where it's like you can jump fucking high, but then it's like, what yeah, are you doing? Yeah, you're on top or you're to not. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. What about you, Keith? Um, I mean... It's tough because my like competitive drive says midship and just like <laughs> just catch yeah. me with a br. But yeah, I really loved lockout and even even like late stage of playing Halo Two. It was like this is clearly a great map both for like free for all doubles, any type of game mode. It seems like lockout just somehow warps into like a completely different feeling. It's it's a it's one where like yeah you can set up a four v four game and have lockout feel like wow there's so little room and it's chaotic and crazy and then you go to doubles and all of a sudden it's like wow I have so much room to move it it feels like a different map for every mode lockout was also the first map that I saw where I was just like like I was always very adamant in the beginning <laughs> about not screen peeking but it's like in lockout <laughs> in, the in, the in the beginning oh yeah later on everyone's like oh of course not that's bullshit screen peek like like you know it doesn't matter it's lan um but like just out of the corner of your eye, you see the green yeah. on their screen. You know they're in the shotgun tunnel. Yeah. So you just throw a grenade and then uh, sword down or whatever. But um, <clears throat> yeah, lockout was awesome. 
just because like it was that cool kind of dark winter setting yeah. and then you had like underneath like it just felt very layered and yeah. like you said it could really get packed in a 4v4 environment um my only other one that I really enjoyed, like a, 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 a honorable mention, is that one. It's got the like a waterfall and the rocket launcher in it, and there's an elevator. Ivory Tower. Ivory yeah. Tower. Yeah. That one was great too. God, I remember pissing you guys off because it's like <laughs> you get the. I would get like the sword and like a shotgun, like either one of those, and then the rocket launcher, and you beeline for like the the ramp, and you get the overshield, and then you just camp in that tunnel. That, yeah, that levels like all corners. It's that was like, like twelve different corners. That was can... a damn level because yeah. like for those listening like matt and keith are way better than me like the, the it's it's clear like out in the middle of the fucking field you got like the 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 the, the handgun what's the, <laughs> the 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 no like the, the alien one the plasma oh, the plasma pistol and the and the, the br and the br and they're just like boop dead whereas i'm just like all right i have the overshield i have the three two or three best weapons in the game i'm stacked with grenades and i'm in a hallway like i got it like i I had to set up these conditions you know like i don't know i would almost equate you to like steve Irwin or something you're more like you know oh wait there's a crook man Too? Yeah, no, I'm were, not following this. Yeah. No, it was like you, you were the guy that would just like run around a corner with a shotgun, and I, it's like I can't deal with this. Whereas me, and <laughs> what? Like, oh, so I'm like the stingray, and oh. you're Steve with it. Is that what you just? No, 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 you just like. <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe my point's not coming across. You, you just like it, it felt like fighting against you. It was like everything was up close and like very fast paced and like almost like dirty feeling. It was like let's fight, yeah. let's fight dude. Yeah, it was Whereas, more like like I got a knife in the teeth. Yeah. Whereas yeah. you two are more like. All right. Yeah, it's like calculated. Boom, shield down. Switching. Boom. Got him. Three bullets. Dead. And I'm just (laughs) three bullets. Bow, bow, bow. Whereas I'm more like, and like I just have the shotgun, like trying to. And you guys are using your skill, but I have the overshield on, and it doesn't (laughs) matter. Like that. Sure. Yeah. I, I. I more so just mean like. You had this like kind of, and this is gorilla. Yeah, this is very you in like most games that I play you play against you. It's very like you're good at close combat. You want to kind of like face off with like really up close and like a lot of pressure right up front. Whereas I want to be like right at a mid range, and this is especially true in Halo. I want to be at a mid range, and I want to be like, okay, who's got better aim for the next ten seconds? You know, whereas you, it's like you walk around a corner, it's done. You're gonna panic, right? You better I'm have a right shot there. Gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and you, you're really good at those like panic situations. I guess I never thought of it like that. I appreciate that. that yeah, that makes me feel better about my Halo skills. Yeah. I'm just you guys. Most of the group is like just very calculated with Halo. It seems. Um, so it, it was kind of fun to throw a wrench in that. Um, but yeah, did you so? <laughs> Did you guys get a 360 also for Halo 2 or, yeah. so, or Halo 3? For, for Halo 3. Yeah. So, so just like you, I got my original Xbox purely for Halo 2, and I got my 360 purely for Halo 3, the special edition, like Master Chief, like yeah. brown one. Yeah, yeah. Never red ringed because it was late gen. Oh, Jesus Christ. Mine red ringed right after I beat Halo 4. <laughs> it was like, I can't beat this piece yeah. of shit. But what about you, Keith? Did you get yours? Because I know you you were a big, like, Perfect Dark 
Zero fan. You got like I loved Perfect Dark Zero, but yeah, Halo Three came in and just like knocked every game out of my hands. It was like, nope, you're gonna be playing this for the next two plus years. And Halo Three, it in a very similar sense to Halo Two, it just came in and did everything better. There's there's certainly aspect like I said for Halo One, you could always go back and argue, hey, Halo Two's got better multiplayer or better single player. I am much more willing to like concede Halo 2 versus Halo 3 uh whereas Halo 1 versus Halo 2 I I still Clear cut like winner. Halo 2 is just better but if you said like oh Halo 2 or Halo 3 is better I see kind of like a in between they they're diff- they're very different uh but they're both fantastic I think it's all I I agree with that I think 3 is probably more refined and polished um two still has that charm like it could just be like maybe if the 360 was your first xbox system and you got halo 3 that's the favorite versus like us it's more of a nostalgia thing but i still think mechanically halo 2 um yeah so i personally like there's a lot of differences between two and three that are just they come down to personal preference which uh br you like better how, you know, do you like the grenades from 3 or 2 better? They, they have little different things, different feels about them. But the only thing for me that's a clear-cut win for Halo 3 is Forge. That they have oh. a map editor, which was not in the previous game. So could you build... See, I never messed with Forge. Oh. I only did with you. So tell me, tell me about the Forge mode. So uh, basically, you can fly around any existing map in the game... And you can drop objects like uh, barriers or a big crate. You can set up new weapon spawns on the map. You can delete the old weapon spawns. So this opens up a lot of uh, different options for people who are trying to balance the game for competitive play. Maybe Bungie put the power weapons too close to the blue team side. So you can edit that so it's more fair. But then later on, when they started releasing more maps, they created some maps that were basically blank canvases. And then they allowed you to put in items that were like long ramps or like a sniper's nest or, you know, a tunnel or something like that. So the amount of creativity that came out of that map maker was really astounding it was really fun it was really good for the competitive community it allowed people to remake maps from previous games like there was totally like a lockout custom map or like og blood gulch or was it beaver creek or or yeah yeah and you know the tools were limited but it was still amazing what people could create and how fun those maps were some of those maps are way more fun than the ones that came packed in with the game Really? So was it like you access a server, like the server, and then it's like, here's the top maps? Or was it more like... There was, know, yeah, there was Was there a some, way to fish for content? Th- yeah, there, there you were could search some, online. And could and you then, save them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. they had some features on, like, the Bungie website where you could, like, queue the download, and then when you would boot up your Xbox, it would say, like, oh, hey, it, you know, we're automatically saving this file to your game, and it would, like, clone it from their server. Um oh. They, yeah, Forge was incredible, and it really lend it lended credence to the idea that like people don't need to mod the game if you give them 
you know, the things they the wanted tools. from the mods anyways. Yeah. yeah. And like Matt said, it was limited, but you almost wouldn't even know it if you like oh, if it. you booted up one of these maps, it would look a little funny because it was like, oh, they used a street barrier to form this like tiny wall. And so the texture would look funny. But as far as like actual form and function goes, it was it was good. Amazing. And like Matt said, in some cases, just strictly better than what Bungie was putting out. Did you pump those out, Matt, then? Did you yeah, make a few? I, I made several, you know, maps for fun and also downloaded several. I'm pretty sure if I booted up my 360, I have a ton of puzzle maps oh, that I downloaded. Oh, yeah. There's people from the, the glitching community and from the map making community that would make, like, challenges. It's like, can you get from point A to point B? Can you find the hidden sniper oh, rifle or in the, the skull level? or whatever? Yeah. Did you ever play the map with me where the whole thing is slanted 45 oh, degrees? I think so. Yeah, I think we went back and did that. What was yeah. the objective of that one? Or just... Th that was just like a multiplayer free-for-all map, but it's really disorienting because you have no frame of reference. <laughs> I think I do remember that. That kind of makes me a little, like, I, I don't know how to feel about it, like, worried as far as like a game preservation standpoint goes like just the fact that maybe there's all these top tier levels like you're talking about just sanctioned and relegated to these old 360 hard drives now i just wonder how many of those did get archived and and if there is a a community still that's like here download this 360 level or is this archived in any form so in addition to the maps, like Keith, you're talking about, you could go onto Bungie's website and download them. I would assume that they're still around because of that. Uh, Halo 3, uh, in my experience, was one of the first games I played where there was a ton of out-of-game content on Bungie's <clears throat> website. You could track your stats. You could save replays and screenshots. You could, I think, manage like a clan-like system. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Th they would post on their blog like the top user-submitted kills and all that kind of stuff, and then you could watch them on the website or download them to your machine. So, if I had to bet, I would guess that those maps and those screenshots still live somewhere on the internet. Maybe in even if they're in some forum, they're still existent. That's that's kind of cool, and that's. That's kind of neat that I'm glad it happened in Halo 3 and not Halo 2 because the maturity of the internet had really progressed, you know? Um, that, that was actually a big tragedy in the Halo 2 community. Uh, I, I was a part of a bunch of different forums that would make glitching videos or kill montages. And back in the day, you had to record that stuff with a capture card and upload it to a private host hundreds or thousands of videos have been lost to hosting services going out of business before youtube type yeah of before thing? youtube yeah oh my god because at least even <clears throat> if it was like you know flagged by the microsoft community um and youtube and everything it would still be more likely to be recovered i think if it was on that type of server yeah but this is like kind of like reminds me like our group was nerdy enough we've had several like forums for our our friends to all chat on all dead all mm -hmm. dead from like the servers just these free servers or just like cheap servers just shutting down so and that that data is just lost then yep jesus yeah i, I definitely remember like halo 3 launching with 
some level of like replay saves or you know saved replay feature and very early on i i was like not aware that you could do this i was playing on one of the larger levels and got like across the map got a one bullet two kill you know Mm -hmm. like a double kill double headshot snipe uploaded it on youtube and people were like yeah that's no fucking big deal i've gotten quadruple headshots you watch me bit. kill this guy with a traffic cone I'm, I'm a u.s navy seal with 31 confirmed kills i was like i'm not ready for this <laughs> <laughs> i'm, four, I'm 14 years old I'll i can't do what, this son. yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the replay system is great yeah. like as far as nostalgia games go every couple of years i have to boot up halo 3 because i have tons of replays of doing a cool glitch getting a crazy kill doing just something dumb and funny with one of my friends it, it it's awesome that all of that is still existing it, it, it should it also be stated halo 3 had a beta halo 3 had a beta on uh i believe it was crackdown you had to play the game really? crackdown yeah and i'm sure there was another way to do it but i this is how i accessed it so you would boot up crackdown and from crackdown there was like an in-game option to load the Halo 3 beta. I forgot about and that. The, was it Halo 3 or was it Halo Reach? Oh, was it Halo Reach? I think it was Reach that was in the oh. that was the beta and hmm. crackdown. You might be right. Because I think we were like jetpacking around and stuff. Okay, no, you're totally right. Wow, I feel like a fool. Did Halo 3 have jetpacks though? No, no. no. Halo 3 had um it had like equipment. The, it had the equipment and because yes. I remember throwing yeah. down like the, the shield. shield. Yeah. The shield drain, yeah, yeah. Uh, the bubble shield, yeah, yeah. But okay, yeah, okay. So, so I, I'm sorry, not to get Halo ahead of demo. us. Yeah, I, I had this memory blurred into one, and well, I, we, I, we can move on to reach. Yeah, I mean, the, to me, to me, this is more like instead of a chronology, it's I Halo kind of all blends and borrows from each other. So if we want to, yeah. if you want to dip into as, reach, as fun. a side note, this I know for sure. Uh, Bungie has kind of a history of like branching off into other companies you know Bungie as a company today is not the same Bungie that produced Halo 1 it's not the same company that produced Halo 2 like they had multiple iterations of like people departing and going on to their own projects right now Bungie's Dest- Bungie is most closely affiliated with the game Destiny and Destiny 2 yes and that they partnered up with Activision um, after what was it? 343 Industries took over Halo. Yes. Um, yeah. for and that Halo. was after Reach, correct? So, yes. So, Reach was the last game. Um, it was ODST, then Reach. And that was the last game that Bungie did. And they had that like love letter to the fans after you beat it or whatever. Yes. That was pretty heartfelt. Yep. After a very sad game, probably one of the best games in the series if not the best story i think halo reach for story um, yeah probably yeah, for yep, story yeah. yep. um and then they did halo 4 and halo 5 which we can get to um but then after that they were i don't think they were acquired by activision but they were at least partnered with activision for destiny which i remember at the time we all were pretty crazy for because we were like oh my god new gen of systems coming out um big things from let's see what Bungie can do let's watch this space and then it just turned into this vanilla kind of generic shooter always online bullshit that i've personally been burned with twice and never really enjoyed destiny 
Um, what about you guys? Did you guys enjoy it at all? It just seemed kind of yeah. Um, well, yeah, like you said, it's it's very. Uh, it doesn't quite feel as meaningful to put time into games like Destiny as it did to put time into games like Halo, and it's maybe like an indescribable, uh, an intangible, intangible feeling. like waste of time and i know that's not how everyone feels we have friends that love destiny and uh i totally respect that it just doesn't quite appeal to me the same way halo ever did it it doesn't have that story that single player experience that we talked about with halo just especially too because you're always online and it's like people are hopping in and out but it just it's it's just missing it you know, it's just, I don't know. Matt, did you ever play it or like just you've seen it played or? Um, I mean, I played it long after it came out. Um, like I remember Reach came out when I was in freshman year of college, I believe. And so I played that a lot. But just at that time in my life, a- after I played Reach, there just wasn't as much time for grinding in video games and for chasing that, you know, multiplayer kind of high. Yeah. So I also don't think I had the consoles that Destiny was on. Yeah, you kind of, you you faded out in between that and, like, the Switch, even. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. So, yeah, like, I think it came out, Destiny came out on the 360 and the PS3, but if you were going to get it, you should get it on like the PS4 or, the, yeah. or Xbox One. Like it was, it wasn't a gimped experience or a scaled back experience, but it was definitely not as good. Yeah. So you you just didn't have the hardware or, or the time. It, it really. just wasn't on my radar. And then when I tried it, or when I tried Destiny Two, I forget which one it was. It, it was fine. The shooting felt like a bungee game. Like the way the jumping and the movement works and all the guns felt very similar to Halo for, guns. For Destiny 1? Yeah, or, or 2. I don't remember which one it was. Right. But it was still just like I didn't have the newest console. And even at that point in my life, I didn't have the time to play it. Yeah. It, it looked good, but it was just not... It interesting was, to me at that point it was past the time almost. yeah yeah and that's kind of the thing with destiny it just to me it it, it felt like you had said keith kind of it didn't have the same you know chutzpah to it like it just kind of lost a little bit of the feeling and then it was just at a different time it was just at a different time like you know i i totally agree whereas i was still playing a lot of games i've never really stopped playing or slowed down but like games like destiny without that story just didn't appeal to me really yeah um it, between so that is like from the 360 to the next gen of consoles you know the xbox one and the ps4 mm-hmm. that that is like that time that game's time period the the team and that is like where bungie went after they hand they handed the reins over to 343 when bungie went from halo 1 to halo 2 uh, a good number of employees left to start their own company. I think, oh man, I wish I could remember the name of it, but they came out with their like very next project was called Shadowrun. It was loosely based on and used the license of this old role-playing game that was similar in style to the like early Fallout games. Not the first-person shooters, but... Isometric kind of... Yeah, that... That was on the Super Nintendo, so that's been a yeah. while. Yeah, and it was like a... It was from what I remember, it was like a cyberpunk role-playing game. Well, they took some of the like creative design of that game and turned it into, guess what, a first-person shooter, and it had all the charm of like the Halo experience, where you're like 
you, you play as four different races. Uh, you can, and it's strictly multiplayer, but you can do a uh, troll, a human, an elf, or a dwarf. Mm. And they did such a good job of fleshing out like those different physics, the different feels to each of those characters. I think it's truly like a, a game that was just released at the wrong time. It came out right before Halo 3. Oh, really? And, and it was a, a, most of the Halo 2 pros for the competitive scene ended up like playing Shadowrun in between Halo 2 and Halo 3. How come I've never heard of this game? Like, I it, think... I, I mean, the time span that it was even, like, remotely popular was probably, like, four to five months tops. And it was truly because it was like, well, here's Shadowrun, and two months later, here's Halo 3. So you think that maybe if Halo 3 in a different universe hadn't come out or had come out, like, a year later... Yes. Shadowrun might have been more established? We might, we might think of Shadowrun as, like, oh... I remember, like, yeah, between spiritual like, success. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, this really felt like what people had gone to from Halo Two. Because I bet, so it, did it have all the gunplay and like the, it was, the same? Yeah, it was. Almost? It was essentially like a console reimagining mm-hmm. of like the Counter Strike experience, where it was like you had rounds between, or like you had a match, and it, the match was several rounds, and it was like okay, nine rounds, first to five, you know, for, first to five, defend yeah, and, and you would buy your weapons in between rounds, oh and then shit, okay. like as an added thing, they had spells, and um, I'm trying to remember the other name, but it was like uh, mechanical things. It was so you, you would either like cast spells or you would use mm. electronics. So like one of them was like a hang glider that you could like really extend your jump with. And uh, another thing was, you know, they had a teleport spell, which would be similar to like league of legends flash, but it was like pretty low cooldown. It was just amazing. It was, it's such a deep game. And it, it like, it shows when you find out like, Oh yeah, this is the team that made halo one. You're like, that makes perfect sense. Mm. So I, I always thought of it. I didn't have a taste for it at the time, but it's grown on me mm-hmm. as I've got older. I always thought of it as like, if, Bungie made Team Fortress 2. It's like a, it, yes, it's a class-based so. shooter. Yep. Everybody's very unique in what they can do, but it has the Halo style physics yes. to it. Did yeah. it now my question would be one, because I'm imagining this is like a gritty cyberpunk type. Because I remember Shadowrun being fucking gritty, like kind of, kind of like um, they, um, what's Blade Runner type shit? Or yeah, or, I mean the like certainly the art style is like slightly cartoony, but you get the emphasis they're wanting to put on like, hey, this is like a an offbeat future where grimy. magic and technology are kind of dominating the world. Um, but at the same time, because it was so far removed from anything resembling a single-player experience, you really didn't get, like, what, like where is the flavor of this story coming from? Mm-hmm. And that didn't really matter. It was one of the first, like, games that I can remember that was truly, like, this is purely a competitive multiplayer game don't don't worry about that like don't think don't about think that. about the yeah. yeah and that was my next question there was no story then like first person there was no single player no, mode. i mean there was like a cut scene that showed like uh, magic technology okay you so know, bullshit. but yeah, okay. it was yeah. bullshit but it was for yeah because that's you mentioned titanfall earlier and that's what titanfall is like it's always online but it's like it's very bullshit like you're it's a good 
game, but then like between like matches, they'll like load in the story. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. Like at least there, yeah. it's a different kind of exposition, but it's yeah. like multiplayer, single player experience. Yeah. But I, I very much recommend if you, if you get just a few minutes, I'm sure they're available online, but go look up some old MLG matches for Shadowrun. Shadowrun. Because you'll recognize this is 360. This is for 360. And oddly enough, it was like a PC 360 uh, crossplay compatible game. It was one of the first that I remember oh, that shit. did that. And uh, but a lot of the names that you'll see are Halo Two pros. Halo Two teams like Final Boss had an equivalent in Shadowrun. I don't know that they were called Final Boss. I think they were called something else. But it was like, and I don't know these names probably won't sound familiar to you. But like Walshy, the Ogres. Uh, just, just names, big names, names, yeah, in, the big names in that community that you would over. instantly recognize. And That's nuts. It was fantastic. It was everything that I thought, like, wow, this is really what a shooter should be. But so. okay, yeah. And then Matt, you had you had Reach, correct? You said you beat Reach. Yeah, yeah. That, you, that was the last Halo that I played. Did you do ODST as well? Or well, yeah, I did ODST, but that was kind of a shorter experience, like. Uh, they, they had the storyline, but the multiplayer was effectively just uh, Halo 3. Uh, they, they had an additional like horde mode where you're just fighting endless waves of AI. That was pretty fun. Enemies. Yeah, mm. and it was great, yep. and the story was good and unique. But because it didn't really add anything to the multiplayer experience, to me... It was less it, interesting. It was kind of forgettable. So... Could you play with the Halo 3 server people uh, with Halo Reach? Or Halo Reach it... is multiplayer aside from... Or ODST, from, I mean. Or, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, ODST. Aside from the Horde mode, it was Halo 3 multiplayer. Like, you like, could... I could own Halo 3 and you could play ODST and we could play Halo, together? ODST, Halo 3 ODST, I think, I had, think so. like, its own, essentially, like, a map pack yes. to it. And that's, like, a big reason why so many people got it. Um, oh, I, okay. Yeah. That, that's coming back then. Yeah. So it was more like not like an expansion, it, it but did, it was just more of a. If you think about it, I this consider way, it an expansion. Really? Yeah. Okay. ODST like, had none of the story or like campaign of Halo Three, but if you bought ODST, you had all of the Halo Three multiplayer. Okay. Yeah. That makes okay. That makes more sense because to me, because I mean. Like all of us at the time, I was anything and everything Halo. I was like, this, I, I trust this shooter, kind of like you trust like a Mario game. You yeah. know, you're like, this is going to be a good game. Yeah. And I remember like, I, I think I played Reach before I played ODST. And just this Reach, uh, you know, for those who haven't played it, didn't follow Master Chief. It followed like a separate kind of last stand type um story and it, it was it was a, a prequel yeah like a deeply moving prequel that just was just i remember beating that game and feeling so complete and like so fulfilled like it was such a amazing game so going from that to like odst where you're in that is it like a city in africa or like new mombasa new or mombasa, something like that yeah. and don't you stumble upon that city in like halo 2 or something or um, it, or three or what is the lore with it, that it's halo two and three um i i think the the whole like hook behind odst is that you're not playing the hero master chief you're playing just like joe schmo space marine mm -hmm. uh 
boots on the ground. You're playing a story that's happening simultaneous to the Halo 3 story. Yeah. Okay. You, yes. You're kind of like a part of all the events that happen in the background of the mainline story. Like as, as you know, John 117 is sprinting through. We you gotta know, get like, the supply drop to Chief. You yeah. Know? Okay. It's, it's something like that. You're essentially like couple steps down from a spartan you are a enhanced you know soldier. enhanced like high-ranking soldier i think essentially it's the equivalent of like a high altitude drop soldier like they're they're in these pods at the start it's kind of cool they're in these pods at the start and you just like drop to the earth um See, and it, it's i i enjoyed it because it's like you did feel weak you felt like oh i'm very vulnerable and could actually die and like it kind of went back to the like ongoing health system where you had to like get health packs and do that like the halo one yeah and halo two and halo three had this not problem but it was like there were moments where i was like i am unkillable i cannot even like there i can't even fathom dying at this point in the game like if you're playing on legendary maybe you die like i would die on legendary but it's like yeah if you're playing on heroic or whatever it's like i'll just wait for the shields yeah um but i think for me and maybe i should give odst another shot like part of me feels like i've been unfair to it but at the time coming off of that reach experience and going right into odst i was just like oh like it was just (laughs) like i wasn't anything it was just like to me it felt like a step back yeah um and it, well it was it was yeah. a step was, lateral yeah but yeah you, you had already played the next yes gen, so i think which it, was quite a big step somewhere yeah i won't necessarily say forward yeah. but it, was, it went somewhere. it was big and like reach reach definitely felt like a like such a tight experience i went to odst i was like this is a piece of shit <laughs> but I, I i think maybe if i played it today um i'd feel differently but that being said did reach uh, do anything different for a multiplayer to you guys? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh what, yeah. Very, did that, did that very do, controversial. And did it do more in the way of editing the forge and stuff? Uh, yes, very not controversial. Very awesome. Yeah, forge so. forge is like pretty consistently one of the best parts of the Halo series yeah. when when it's available. If it was a home run in Halo Three, it was like a triple grand slam, like baby Ruth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in in Reach. Uh, they had like in Halo Two, you could edit maps or make effectively a new map from effectively a blank Halo, canvas. Halo Three, Halo Three. Yeah, sorry. yeah. In Halo Reach, they had an entire world. They called it Forge World. Oh, that was like like GTA sized like sandbox world that wow. you could. Like, there was a, a file size limit, so you can only have so many objects. Sure. But you could theoretically make, like, two maps in one world, you know? Okay. Like, you know how big Blood Gulch is in, like, Halo 1? Yeah. Imagine, like, four of those or five of those. And it's, like, that big. And now, can you add... You can make your maps and stuff. Did they ever let you add story elements or anything like that? Or, uh, like... No, no. wasn't, like, a PC mod, but you could still, like, create these big-ass levels and yeah. still save them and download them and everything? Yep. And the editor mm-hmm. itself was a lot more refined in um, Halo Reach. And they also integrated... Um, forge and custom maps a lot more with the matchmaking experience like they had an entire playlist or multiple playlists that you could join where you're playing only community made maps only community made game types 
and that was just a great experience so that's kind of revolutionary then for the forge scene it, it seemed like i from just from memory it seemed like they would do that like very <clears throat> occasionally for halo 3 they would have like oh it's you know forge week and they would have a special playlist that Shark was like week. hey play on these select forge maps that were voted on by bungie and the community or something but yeah halo reach like took that and just blew it right up and gave you like all you could ever ask for See, and that's nuts to me just because I have had such a different Halo 3 and Reach experience. Like, for me, it was more like the story and then playing with you guys online a little bit. But there was a time I even lapsed in my Xbox Live a little bit Mm -hmm. on there. Mm -hmm. So, like, hearing you guys talk about Forge, which I didn't really do, and then, like, the online stuff, it's just kind of fascinating to me. Like, I don't know. You said it was controversial, though? Uh, Yeah, so the gameplay changes they made for multiplayer... I mean, overall, I think it's a great game. It's a fun game. But it was a sidestep from the direction that the previous three games were heading. Um, Some of the biggest changes are notably that they started taking influence from uh, loadout-based shooters like Call of Duty. So in the previous Halo games, uh, you spawn with an assault rifle every time, or you have a custom game type where everybody spawns with a battle rifle or and a shotgun, and you're whatever. all on equal footing. In Halo Reach, it was balanced so that way each player could start with whatever weapon within reason that you wanted to. You could start with a different amount of grenades. Some players might start with a jetpack, while others start with a sprinting power up while others start out with a an item that gives them like a massive shield. So every player in the game had a different set of abilities, capabilities, weapons that they had from the start of the match. And that really changed the, the flavor of the Halo multiplayer experience. Made it more almost like just every other shooter it, it does way. start to you start to see like the direction they were headed for destiny and for those it, it's like you you start to feel like oh i'm playing this class uh i'm i'm playing the like juggernaut class i'm playing the sniper class mm-hmm. you know and actually now that you say that i remember that and that is when i stopped with xbox live because i remember being like I just die every time or like I just or yeah. like I don't know I don't know because I, I mean I was 16 but I was like I, just, I didn't want to customize a loadout I wanted to come in with the SMG and reek shit up like you know havoc on all this shit like it's just yeah and there was a lot of complaints of balance issues with the various power-ups notably armor lock it was also the first introduction of reticle bloom Yes, this this is probably the biggest controversy. In Tell the whole me about game. it. Uh, so in the previous games, um, you your little you know sight is in the middle of the screen, and it turns red when you're over an enemy. You shoot. If the reticle was red, you know you're probably gonna hit him. Uh, some weapons, when you squeeze the trigger, uh, the bullets just instantly in their brain and they die. Other weapons, it simulates the physics of the bullet traveling through the air like a rocket launcher yeah you, you know how you can like see it go across the screen so that's the way that halo traditionally worked uh in this game uh let's say you have a sniper rifle uh your first shot the reticle will be really small and really accurate so if it's on their head you're gonna hit them in the head if you miss 
then the reticle gets bigger. It blooms for a split second, which means that your next shot is going to be less accurate. It's like a probability cloud. Yeah, oh. the bullet will fire at any point within that reticle. If which you is, miss. Yeah, which is now larger. Or even if you not, hit. Not, oh, even if you it's, hit. It's like consecutive shots yes, will consecutive fire. Consecutive yes. shots yeah. have less accuracy. Oh, Jesus. And that was pretty mm. much for every weapon or every precision weapon. The faster you shot, the less accurate your shots became. So it encouraged more like, ta-ta. Ba-ba. Yeah, yeah. Like little thinking shots. Yeah, and in some senses... Ta-ta. <laughs> in some sense, this is kind of like another... Call of Duty-esque change. It simulates real life. If you're firing a handgun rapidly, it's going to be less accurate. But the traditional Halo experience is not about emulating real life. It's about being a super soldier with perfect aim. So I think there was fun elements to the reticle bloom. I think it's a valid design decision, but a lot of people in the community were really unhappy with it yeah and the type of gameplay that it promoted understandably so you know like like you said it's not invalid as a style but when you go on to halo you expect that it'd be like trying to fire up like an arcade racer and getting like gran turismo shit like you know what i mean like you're not going in expecting that yeah it was one of those it was kind of like a mismatch between how the like actual character movement felt and how the gun mechanics fell because mm. in a game like call of duty when it's like yeah around any corner there's an enemy and you're probably either s- like looking through a scope across you know a good distance or you're right next to a dude it makes sense to have some reticle bloom one they're trying to paint it as like a more realistic experience and two in the situations where it comes up you're probably so close that like either you hit them or you don't and the reticle bloom doesn't factor in that much whereas in halo reach it felt like okay i'm i don't die in one shot hardly ever and on top of that the shots aren't accurate so it's like it just there were like times where it's like nobody's killing each other at all it felt like a much slower paced game more grenades maybe Uh, like Speaking of the around the corner thing, that's one of the main arguments against Reticle Bloom is that it promoted a style of gameplay where people were picking loadouts with inaccurate weapons, shotguns, close range pistols, and then playing that, you know, around the corner game where they're not trying to snipe you. They're not trying to play mid range with, you know, the DMR or whatever. They're getting in your gut and just firing as fast as they can. The Dan Hansen method. Exactly. Yeah. And that pissed a lot of people yeah. off. Yeah, I could see that, yeah. Jesus. Um, and then the, the final balance change, uh, which to me is the most annoying, is that it's just slightly slower. You jump less high, you move less fast. Yep. And that helps accentuate the power of the jetpack and the sprinting power-up, which, again, is a valid design decision, but to me is a departure from the formula of the previous three games of a super soldier space marine running at, you know, 30 miles an hour and you yeah, know, jumping a, gazelle. Jumping <laughs> a whole six feet into the air, you know. Yeah. If, if there was they took ever, that away. Yeah. I, I think, like, the larger your fan base is, the more valid the argument becomes of, like, if it's not broke, 
don't fix it. Yeah. And, and it's not like Halo was like on the cusp of being popular. And if only they just tooled around with some balance settings and made the game a little bit different. No, 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 no. They figured it out from the start. It was fucking it big. It was great to yeah. begin with. Well, that, And like, so it's like when when you start making changes to a nearly perfect game, odds are you don't get more perfect. You get less perfect. You get less more perfect. Less more perfect. <laughs> well, that and like, you know, again, if you listen to even us talking about it right now, you hear, I bought my 360 for Halo. I bought my Xbox for Halo. I... I bought my Xbox One for the Master Chief Collection. You know what yeah. I mean? And like other shooters and stuff and other games, but yeah. like Halo is just this tried and true experience. So yeah, like I am all for innovation and taking risks. That's why Zelda 2 exists, you know? <laughs> but then it's like, you're gonna whammy some of the time. And it's like, you gotta gradually change that. I mean, and I'm not even sure how with like Halo 4 and, and 5, if they stuck with that, I'm guessing they did. I remember playing a little bit of the multiplayer of Halo 4, but it was really for the story Halo at that point. Halo 4 certainly felt more like Halo 3 than Halo Reach did. Did it really? Yeah. Okay. Did you still have loadouts that you know of? Or? Uh, I, I wish I could remember. I just remember okay. like playing the story mode because I, uh, as far as like that time period goes, I had an Xbox One, but I wasn't playing it often it was mm. my roommate at the time and mm. it was Callahan and uh <laughs> he he would play it a lot he seemed to enjoy it but I just like never really got into it just mm. couldn't couldn't fall in love with another Halo game yeah so. well and I remember too like so especially at Halo 4 like Ty came over and we played through the story together yeah. and that's like 90% because right when I beat Halo 4 my 360 red ring <laughs> and rest in peace it was a launch model didn't even have the HDMI port rip oh. yeah rip in hell um but like i just remember in the very beginning of halo 4 i believe you're like in this kind of like you're in like a spaceship and like i think you get woken up or something and you're i remember you climb this ladder and you're seeing like chief's hands and it's just like holy shit like graphically it's good and you get to the top of the ladder and you see the a grunt and then the covenant and they look fucking crazy in detail you're like this is gonna be a fucking halo game yeah and then after that first chapter, it's this other race of aliens. Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't know. I, I This is where, I'm sorry for Halo 4 and 5 fans, but this is where the lore starts to really escape us. Like, it was just very, and I don't, maybe you remember, Keith, but like, it was just very like. It's, uh, it starts to become less about the Covenant and more about the Forerunners and the, I think they're called Precursors. Oh, I thought you were joking before we said No, it's like it's so it's like the precursors are essentially like what everyone understands as like the beings that seeded the universe. Mm -hmm. Like they they scattered life across the universe, uh, or at least the galaxy. I don't know if it's the universe. The the first species, and then for whatever reason, they like uh, voluntarily disappeared. Um, the Prometheans. I'm sorry, the Prometheans. Yeah, yeah, which are forerunner AI constructs. So, and then there's uh, like three. That's that's the Wikipedia I, article. <laughs> uh, but so the forerunners are the first race. The the Prometheans are their AI. No, I don't. And then Keith disagreeing with Wikipedia here. Ask anyone. Anybody can edit it, Dan. <laughs> you know what? You don't know. Maybe it was me. Uh, but yeah, no, it says a. Uh, the uh, the precursors were an advanced race that preceded and were mythologized by the forerunners. So the forerunners looked at them as like these old gods that like made the universe or huh. made all the life in the universe. 
Okay. Well, there's also Prometheans. <laughs> that, that I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I but, don't doubt. But it's like but. all this lore starts to change, and I think three, four, three industries really wanted to make their mark because this is big. This obviously, like Halo, is such like a, a, a generational genre-defining game series that I think they wanted to make their own mark. But to me, I remember beating Halo Four and being like, I don't know. Like I didn't feel like I'd accomplished a big thing, and by the time like. I played Halo 5. I haven't beaten 5. I, I quit it. I quit out. Like, it just, to me, it didn't grasp me the same way. And maybe that's just me changing as a gamer, but have you guys played Halo 5? I nope. have not, and I, I don't think you necessarily have changed as a gamer. I think the company itself has undergone a lot of changes, and it's it's not even the same company. But even to say, like, the the forces that drive like halo games today it's like it doesn't even resemble halo 1 or and, halo or two 3 or for three. that yeah it's it's such a vastly different machine behind the and, and it's the such, product and it's such a bummer too because a lot of these other let's let's face it like there are some amazing games on xbox and i'm collecting now for like the original xbox and i'm having a blast with these weird games but like there aren't as many like system sellers on the xbox in my opinion as there are on like the switch or the ps4 like the libraries are just more condensed and like streamlined now for western audiences i feel on the xbox so it's a shame when you have halo which is one of the pillars along with like you know um gears of war and even like crackdown you know which i hear three is just okay that just came out um but it's just like say what you will about gears of war it is still i've played gears five or whatever gears four gears of war four whatever the newest one is and it it still feels like a gears game whereas halo just it just feels like it's the name and it's trying to sell xboxes based on the name so that's why i feel like halo 6 and the future of halo i just damn i don't know i might red box it like i don't i don't think i can do it like i i what do you guys what do you guys think Halo 6 will be? And I guess if you can't answer it like that, what do you wish it were? I wish Bungie would come back. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Bungie, my sweet. I wish if Bungie doesn't come back, uh, at least that now that they're split from Activision, they will make a non-Destiny story game. Mhm. Um, yeah. If it has multiplayer, that's fine, but the 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 like the audi- the audience that enjoyed Halo in large part yes loved the multiplayer but like probably spent an equal amount of time playing single player and revisiting single player and exploring it in new ways and the same things we said about like glitching and jumping and exploring multiplayer that also happened in single player Oh, to a, yeah. to maybe oh, yeah. the same getting extent. outside the map. Yep. What was that level? God damn it! And side note, real quick, in Halo Two, where God, you're like, there's like the building. You're like scaling. Uh, we go over the top Delta of the level. Halo. Delta Halo. Just getting out of the map. Didn't you have to ride a ghost up the hill or something there's, like that? There's or? several ways. That game has so many out of bounds, like bugs or exploits that you can do. It's insane. It's almost a product of the generation. You know, like we're talking about like Tony Hawk's Underground 2 and getting yeah. out of the Aztec or Mayan well, level. I don't know why like, we were so obsessed with 
like getting out of the map was just huge. A big, I, another uh, thing was like somehow getting a vehicle to a spot. It sh it was never meant like loading it into a zone that like you would never be able to outside of this. You know, you'd have to like beat the vehicle up to have it like fit through a hole. Yes, get Just slightly to, damaged. Get the wings off. <laughs> Using yeah. grenades to launch the warthog yeah. over a wall. It's just that emergent gameplay. Like the the Halo games, at least the early ones, the first three are not open world. They're not sandbox games like GTA. Mm -hmm. But because of the physics engine and because of how vast the the supposedly linear levels are you can do so many creative things within those huge levels within that system of physics. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it, it, it's a whole nother like nights of gaming. Like you, like I'd come over and, or you'd call me on my parents' landline number and you ask for me, whatever. It's like, Hey, I, I got out of the level in that, uh, that one, like the level that, uh, the, the ship, like the thing moves across the bridge gap or whatever. That's Delta. Halo, That's still so. Delta Halo. Yeah. It's yeah. like you, 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 I remember you calling me and being like, dude, come over when you can. Uh, get get a ride over here because I found a way out again. Yeah, like, we're we're know, gonna drive the tank underneath the lake. Yeah, and then we're yeah. gonna skip to the final boss fight. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like, you fucking had me at under the lake, and like, <laughs> it's just it's just such a. And again, I think that's a product of that generation, but just the magic of those early Halo games, and and knowing that that is is gone, and just loading up Halo Five, and to me. I recognize the weapons. I recognize, you know, certain things, but it's just another cold shooter to me now. And the, yeah. the what it's there are many people out there like me that have really mainly played it for the story. And it's just a bummer that it's just kind of a backseat now to just dude bro clans yeah. and just yep, like, I you agree. know, Call of Duty off-season players. It's just like I I don't know, but I agree. Some of the like magic of those early Halo games were just like how how it felt to physically walk around the map and to jump around the map and like this is just a lesson i've learned from like in being trying to be introspective about like why do i like video games why do i like the video games that i like yeah uh, almost every single time i boot up a game the first thing i do is like i want to jump around i want to i want to feel what my character feels like to move around in that world. Yeah. In that world. And if it, if it clicks, if it matches all, I would say nine out of 10 times, those are the games that I instantly connect with and can come back to. Yep. It's just like this ethereal, like just kind of good feeling about like the physics or the controls or just like the, the world, yeah. you know, and you can overlook certain things, but Halo had it all. And even like you said, had the fucking music, like it had everything <laughs> or even just like, see you bitches on Zanzibar beach only, you yeah. know, let's, let's fucking blow each other up. I don't know. Probably I, the best announcer in any video game too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, double kill <laughs> game the lead. Lost the lead. Lost the lead. <laughs> you tied the leader. You done <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Like just, it it never ends, and uh, I think that's kind of tied with like the Smash Brother announcer oh, voice. Fair, I, fair. Yeah. Fa failure. <laughs> Favorite line from the Halo announcer is specifically for the game mode Oddball. It would start off, and every single time it'd go play ball. <laughs> <laughs> King of the hill. Play ball. Play ball. <laughs> play ball. Dude. <laughs> I would fucking shut the console down. I'd plug it. I'd plug it from the wall. Um, 
But yeah, well, that, I mean, to me, that that part of Halo will never be truly gone, um, at least in our memory. And I mean, I, I only hope it'll come back. I know it won't, but like you said, Matt, maybe, maybe Bungie will make the game that we deserve. You know, finally, now that they're cut free from uh, Monster Activision, um, who knows? But until then, I mean, we can only hope. But at least we have, you know, those memories, and I'll see you guys at the next Halo 2 land. Uh, <laughs> but until then, um, guys, let me know what you think out there. Um, what are your experiences with Halo? Maybe you're on the flip side of us, and you love Halo Reach and Halo 4 and 5. Um, you monster. Uh, so, you know, let me know on Instagram or Twitter what you think. We also have a Facebook page now at Dan's Game Room. So until then, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, Bungie.